Oh, my God. Here, have a rainbow by Dr. Honey Snow. Daphne, how can you listen to this stuff? It's absolute dribble. Yeah, well, for someone who writes dribble, she's awfully popular. Oh, really? Fancy that. She tells everyone that they're perfectly wonderful and that nothing wrong is ever their fault. Well, you know, they like it. And doesn't that happen so much in our lives? When you want, when you don't know how to take responsibility or you're afraid to take responsibility, man, don't you want to gravitate towards people who will tell you, oh, don't worry, we're all human. It's not your fault. You couldn't help it. And there are some things that do fit into that category, things you couldn't help. But deep down, many of those issues, or maybe not even that deep down, you know you could help it. But people gravitate towards people who let them off the hook. And that happens a lot in religion. You see all of these people who are um, are criminals or working with the mob or whatnot, and they gravitate towards religion. You know, funny how they find religion. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. It's your opportunity to call me. I'm a clinical psychologist, and you can ask me any question that you would ask a counselor or a therapist. My number is toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER, toll-free, 1-877-DR-K-E-N-N-E-R. And right now, I want to welcome Heather to the show. Heather, you're having some difficulty with your parents? Hi, yeah. Yeah, tell me um, what's going on. Well, basically, my parents are um, evangelical Christians. Okay. They're very serious about their religion, and that's how I was raised. I went to Christian schools, and... Um, when I got out of high school, I went to Bible college, even. Okay. Um, and when I was there, I, I decided that I wasn't going to be a Christian anymore. I looked into it more, and I said, wait, this isn't even true. Why am I here? Okay. <laughs> um, so I left. And, and that was a few years ago, and I'm 26 now. And I guess the problem is just, like, how to deal with my parents. I mean, they don't want to talk about it or think about it or, or anything. And, you know, they just kind of, they still you know, expect me to go to church with them and everything when I go home, and I, and every time that I don't want to, it's like they've never heard of this before. So they, I, I just don't know how to, like, deal with them, I guess. Okay, so let me see if I've got the situation correctly. You definitely have had the opportunity to think about religion. It's not that you were isolated from it. It's that you were immersed in it. They're evangelicals. You've been to Bible Bible school, and um, meaning you've had enough data so that you can assess it independently and decide, does this make sense? Does it? Is this the moral code I want to follow in life? Or are there things that are contradictory and that don't make any sense? Right. And so you've made the decision that you would prefer not to have religion in your life? Uh, yeah, definitely. And what, um, do you, what would you do have instead? Oh, uh, well, that's a whole other story. Okay. <laughs> um, after I left there, I went and I got a philosophy degree at a university, and that didn't really help much either. Like, it just took me about five years to figure out what I actually was going to do and figure out an actually rational philosophy that actually you know, describe the world as it actually is and and to be happy with and find a, a rational morality, I guess. Okay, so um, go ahead. But that's fine. Like, I'm trying to figure it out. Okay, so uh, a rational moral code, um, 
or people, many people don't know that that is an alternative. They think it's religion or nothing, as if religion has a monopoly on right. um, on morality. And religion is just one form of a philosophy. There, look at all the different religions that are around, and look at how they contradict one another. So here's right. here's what I hear is the essence. It's the battle not over religion per se. It's the battle over your mind. Who owns your mind? And when parents raise a kid, they don't want kids to veer off their path, especially when you get to the most fundamental questions about life. What is the nature of reality? How do you know it? How do you treat other people? And do you have a right to pursue your own happiness or should you sacrifice in life? Um, you know, those are some of the fundamental questions. There are, there are some more, obviously, but that's the whole feel of philosophy. So how do you deal with parents who are frustrated that you're not making the same choice that they did, which may make them feel like a success or a failure as a parent? Right. It makes them feel like a yeah. failure, right? In the eyes well, of yeah, the... it feels like I'm accusing them of something. Ooh, of what? Why not making Of what? Decisions. Of being wrong. <laughs> okay. Isn't that fascinating? Which, which, you know, I am sort of, which makes it hard for me to to know what to do. Okay, you know what so I mean? like I do think that they're wrong. <laughs> right. But I don't want to I don't want to say that to them. I don't want that to be like an issue. Okay, so can you be your mom with me and treat me the okay. way she would treat you? Okay. What would she say? Uh, well, I mean, for example, um, right now I'm living with my fiance. Okay. And I think that's important to do before you get married is to know somebody really well. Yeah. But she would not even want to talk about that and any time that came up she would just kind of go, hmm, and just kind of say nothing. And then maybe a few days later, she would say, you know, are you sure you're happy? Is this, you know, are, do you really think that it's okay for you to do this? And, like, don't you don't you think, or, you know, she'll, like, send me a news report of, like, couples who live together have more chance of getting divorced or something like right, that. Right, I've just, seen those myself, yep. Yeah, really, like, so, indirect ways of just keeping okay. on bringing it up. Okay, so one of the, you have an option. You can say to her, Mom, I can hear that you have concerns about my living with Joe. I'll make up a name for him. My living okay. with Joe. And, um, you know, and I hear that it really, you know, it disturbs you, it bothers you. And if you want to touch base directly and we can, you know, I'll be glad to sit down and talk with you about it. I don't think it will change my mind, but it may be better to just, you know, give you an opportunity and give me an opportunity to just get out in the open what we're feeling without hurting each other. What would right. she say to that? Well, she would probably not really want to have a discussion about it. I mean, I don't think that she's really put that much thought into it. I think she just kind of thinks it's dangerous not to do what you're told. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think it's more that she's worried that I'm not safe than that she actually has thought about it and thinks that it's a problem. You know, Mom, I know you're not wanting to talk about it much. My guess, and I may be off base here, is that you're thinking I'm not safe, that there's something a little shaky about this and that I'm not safe. Am I on target at all? Or am I in the ballpark? What might right. she say? Um, well, I, yeah. Yeah, that's probably about what she would think. Okay, but then what would she say back to me? Um, well, yeah, you know, uh, there's, there are these guidelines in place for a reason, and if you don't do them, then you're asking for trouble. You know, Mom, the, the guidelines, if you want to talk about them, I think there's a whole 
um, continuum, a whole range of possibilities. And one possibility is that I could stay with someone and then get very hurt by them because it didn't work out. And then I would feel like, oh, why did I do that? I wish I had waited till I knew I was married or, you know, I wish I had waited a little longer to settle in with this person. At the other end of the range are examples of people who get to know each other really well and end up being together and they have a very happy life together. And I don't think it's just one dimensional, Mom. I think that there are many possible outcomes. And I'm hoping sometime you let your mind go to the more positive outcomes that could come from this. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's spread, it's giving her a way to stretch her own thinking if she wants to, but just letting her know that there are other possibilities. It's not just a done deal that there's going to be a negative outcome. In terms of the religion part, how do you think she might, um, g- give me a quick example of what she might say if she hears that I'm not going to church, for example, or temple, whatever it is. Um, well, I guess I guess the way that it would work, or has worked, is if I'm staying at her house, otherwise then... And she would say issue, what? If I'm yeah, she over, right. She would well, say what to you? Um, she would just leave it until the very last possible minute and just assume the entire time that I am going to go, yeah. and then eventually make me say that I'm not going. Yeah, and then say hmm, and just leave and be mad at me. Yeah. not really. You know what, mom? Okay, so here's what I might do, Heather. When you're when you start to stay over there, if you're spending some time with her, you can say, "Mom, I want to make this comfortable for all of us." And I want to let you know in the beginning so we don't have this undercurrent of tension between us that I, um, I'm i not planning to go to church. And if you want to touch base, we could talk about it for a few minutes. And then I would love to enjoy the rest of the time with you without that being something that's stressful for both of us. Try right. that. Okay? Right. So thank okay. you so much for your call. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you, Heather. 